welcome to another episode of On My Mind. I'm Shelley Griffith, and today I'm going to take you all on a cross-country journey that uh, I just finished on Route 66. Most of my older listeners are going to know this, but thought I'd give you a little history, places along the way, and certainly you're welcome to contact me if you have any questions or additional comments. The National Old Trails Road, known as NOTR, was actually designed many, many years ago in the 20s to go from New York City to San Francisco. Wound up going to L.A. when the National Auto Club stepped in and asked the powers that be in Washington to change this. And as you're well aware, these were just the two-lane paved roads. The federal government, uh, as they do sometimes, delayed getting started until about 1926 when they offered up some funding. Numbered roads 60 and 62 were designated, and when they hired a Cyrus Avery of Tulsa, Oklahoma, an oil man, real estate broker, and farmer, along with a friend of his named John Woodruff from Missouri, the two of them chose the number 66 for his idea. November the 11th, 1926 actually marked the beginning of Route 66 under their idea, and it was linking Chicago to L.A., not New York. And when you get to L.A., it was the Santa Monica Pier on the Pacific Ocean, which had actually been constructed in the early 1900s. The distance of Route 66 is somewhat confusing at times. Uh, It's generally listed at 2,448 miles, but I've seen it at 2,338, 2,200, so we'll kind of stick with the longer distance. Did not get fully paved, however, until 12 years later in 1938. Doesn't really matter. It's really a true link to the past for those of us who love old history. Bobby Troop, for those of you trivia specialists, wrote Get Your Kicks on Route 66, which has been sung by so many artists over the years, but I think it was Nat King Cole who was one of the first. John Steinbeck, the great author, wrote The Grapes of Wrath and labeled it The Mother Road, signifying travel from the Dust Bowl in Oklahoma to Los Angeles. And now all of these pieces from Chicago on through are labeled as Historic Route 66 with a dash for the state that it goes through. Oklahoma actually has the longest number of miles for Route 66. There were tons of motor courts, not motels, diners, gas stations along the route that have now sadly deteriorated and still left in place. Some of them have actually been rehabbed, however, in a number of towns, which I'll mention in a moment, uh, reopened and provide a living for folks and a living testimony to that bygone era. The road actually, if you've ever driven on it, can go for miles and miles and then suddenly dead end into a pasture or woods or something, and then they have you make a turn to reach the interstate 
in order to continue your travels. Supposedly, 85% of Route 66 is still intact, and the interstates that parallel it currently are I-40, I-44, I-55, and I-15. And the states include Illinois, Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and California. And it is a rather lengthy drive. Uh, my daughter, Kara, told me not to start in Chicago because basically she said it was just too tough for me to drive in. I'll mention something else about that later. But a dear companion of mine, Gail LaMariana, and I decided to forego Chicago on Kara's advice, start in St. Louis. So we left our home here in Athens, Tennessee, which was really taking us about 300 plus miles into the Route 66 journey. Many of you, if you're old enough, will recall the TV show from 1960 to 64, best I could gather, Route 66, where Martin Milner, as Todd Stiles, packs up his Corvette and his friend, Buzz Murdoch, played by George Maharis, and they head west to confront fame and fortune, romance, and sometimes dangerous adventures. A Vietnam War hero named Link Case takes over as Todd's traveling buddy a bit later. Case was played by Glenn Corbett, who finished out the series. Other major stars showed up in these episodes, and we watched some the other day, and amazing how many of those went on to a big career in Hollywood or TV. Robert Redford, William Shatner, George Kennedy, Everett Sloan. Just amazing, the, the guest stars, much like the old Twilight Zone series would have these folks before they became big names. Now, a lot of experts have listed must-see places along 66, and there's no way you're going to be able to see them all, even if you had months and months, and we took about 18 to 19 days and felt we saw a good many of them. But if you're inclined to go on the Mother Road, let me list a few of these for you and uh, see what you think. Cadillac Ranch near Amarillo, Texas, where the owner has buried uh, about eight Cadillacs from the front grill to the front door of the, uh, of the Cadillac. And I'm not sure why, and it's just, they're just sitting there in the ground. The Painted Desert and Petrified Forest that most of us have heard of in our lifetime. Holbrook and Indian Wells, Arizona. Milk Bottle Grocery. It's just a grocery that's shaped like a big milk bottle. This is in Oklahoma City. The famous Gateway Arch in St. Louis, Missouri as you come through. A must-see adventure. The Route 66 Museums in Elk City, New Mexico. Kingman, Arizona. Uh, these are places that have an excellent recap of the, the route itself with many absolute, uh, absolutely wonderful types of relics. Totem Pole Park in Foyle, F-O-Y-L, Oklahoma. 
the blue whale in Catoosa, Oklahoma, a must-see. We thoroughly enjoyed that. I had seen it years ago with my daughter Lauren when they lived in Tulsa. Just a, an interesting uh, tribute from a man to his wife for an anniversary gift. Still there, still packing in the visitors every day. The famous Wigwam Motel in Arizona, where you actually stay in a wigwam for your overnight room. Lou Mitchell's Diner in Chicago. I look forward to going there sometime. The Route 66 Museum in Clinton, Oklahoma. It's another special place. Teepees, T-E-E-P-E-E-S, Curio Shop in Tucumcari, New Mexico. I love that name, Tucumcari. And if you drive down the street, the main street of Tucumcari, you will see perhaps more Route 66 relic, motels, gas stations, diners than in any other specific city along the route. Winslow, Arizona. All of you fans out there of the Eagles who've been around forever, standing on the corner. There's a gift shop that has a huge sign that says that. Two statues across the street, one of Glenn Fry, one of Don Henley, and then a giant uh, carving on a building wall allows you to take photos. Right across the street from the statues, the Flatbed Ford Cafe, where you can pick up an outstanding full meal. Williams, Arizona, the train that goes to the Grand Canyon. We saw so many trains on the landscape in New Mexico and in Arizona. Santa Fe uh, type trains, unbelievable carrying stuff everywhere. The Mojave Desert in California, an absolute wonder when you get there. Santa Fe, New Mexico, you have to stop for three days minimum in Santa Fe and you still won't see everything there. And then Tulsa, Oklahoma with a commemorative bridge for Cyrus Avery since he was from Tulsa, uh, which is a piece of the original Route 66 that's enclosed and then right next to it the standard bridge for people to travel to downtown Tulsa. There are many spots that are considered a field, A-F-I-E-L-D, that means away off of 66, that you might consider. And our daughter Lauren had given us a book on the adventures of Route 66, and she had marked a number of these places when she and my son-in-law Scott took a trip many years ago, and it was extremely helpful so that if you veer off the route for five miles, ten miles, then you can see some outstanding uh, covered bridges, uh, old restaurants, diners, gas stations, uh, old uh, barns. So it is important, I think, if you're going to take a trip like this to get that information. And then there's a map that AAA offers uh, through each of the states that highlights so many wonderful places, plus gives you mileage from spot to spot. As we started our trek just below St. Louis, uh, the first major site was the Miramec, M-E-R-R-A-M-E-C caverns. Uh, absolutely, you have to go to those caverns if you're in that area. It's a wonderful excursion over 300 feet underground 
with the most unreal formations of stalactites and stalagmites up to 50 million years older older. Our guide Dylan did a wonderful job transporting us back in time. You've got to see these caverns. And then the fun thing, as I mentioned, about traveling 66, which makes it an adventure, is you're driving along the two-lane road, and then, as I mentioned, stops in a field, a pasture, whatever, and uh, you just work your way back to the interstate. And uh, then sometimes you can veer off the mother road and go into another town uh, and, and not even realize it was there, even though it might have been on the map. It just pops up, and there you go. When we got into Oklahoma after Missouri, headed for Tulsa, and uh, I, I think there were just more places listed than we could have ever visited. Uh, we used Tulsa as our base, ventured out on 66 to Catoosa to the Blue Whale, uh, went to Arcadia, Oklahoma, sort of west of Tulsa, had a gas station, diner, and general store all in one known as Pops, P-O-P-S. The store had 7,200 bottles of cola, different colors, different manufacturers. And these were all glued to glass shelves so nobody could knock them off. And then at night, the bottles are lit up. And also in the front, there's an 80-foot bottle with a giant straw. What a sight. You could see it for miles around. About a mile away from Pops, was the round barn, one of the few round barns that remain in the United States to this day. <clears throat> it's now used instead of to bring cattle in and feed them, it's used as a gathering place for the communities around there. We then passed from Oklahoma into the panhandle of Texas as we were going toward New Mexico. Uh, the, the main stop we didn't do anything in the panhandle, but uh, the main stop in New Mexico, as I mentioned to start with, was Tucumcari, and uh, there were old cars lining these existing motels, old Studebaker, Hudson, a couple of old trucks that were actually role models for the movie Cars, if you've ever seen it, a great little movie, and Tomater, T-O-W-M-A-T-E-R, the model for the truck, talking truck in cars. What a hoot. We also met a man there uh, who, for some reason, when I mentioned his Sprinter van, took us to uh, the driver's side, flipped the uh, dashboard on, and he showed us that he had 902,000 miles on his odometer. Never have seen that before. I know I won't see it in any time in the future, but he just traveled around the country delivering things. It was totally amazing. We kept moving on west out of Tucumcari and came to the actual Continental Divide sign uh, marked by a small fence, and then you just looked off in the distance and there it was. The scenery, as you can imagine, totally different than what we're used to in East Tennessee but just absolutely gorgeous. Large crested mesas and buttes. Vistas were everywhere, but we thoroughly enjoyed the difference in contrast.
We stopped in Santa Fe for three days so we could visit surrounding areas. Los Alamos was a wonderful side trip to learn about the formation of the atomic bomb. Uh, its co-sister city, Oak Ridge, is only an hour away from us in East Tennessee, but Los Alamos had wonderful museums that demonstrated the development of this, and the folks there said that visitors to the area have tripled since the release of the magnificent movie Oppenheimer. If you haven't seen that movie, you really need to. Native American Museum in Santa Fe was absolutely outstanding to give the history of the culture of the population there, day-to-day -day lives. Truly a super education for us. Downtown Santa Fe, around the plaza, never, never disappointing with its beautiful churches, small and large. You have to see the uh, National Marvel, the Floating Staircase, a marvel of design and mystery as to who built it, how it has stayed up for over 150 years with no support. Another very outstanding place just outside of San Francisco is known as Chimao, C-H-I-M-A-Y-O. Gorgeous grounds, small chapels with magnificent etchings and carvings, drawings, will be memorable for a very long time to come. We traveled away from Santa Fe expecting to see the International Balloon Festival in Albuquerque, which was occurring during that week. We get to Albuquerque around 10 a.m., find only two balloons in the sky, talk to somebody later who indicated that the balloons rose at 7 a.m. their time and came back down so as not to waste the, uh, I guess, fuel for the balloons. Very, very disappointing. Great highlight for us of the trip was to stay in a true Route 66 motor court Earls in Winslow, Arizona. The owners, Angela and Bloss, B-L-A-S, husband and wife, could not have been nicer. Thoroughly enjoyed our two days there in the retro motel era. Standing on the corner is what everyone has to do, as I mentioned previously, the things that you have to do. And then, of course, we had to buy souvenirs and move on out. We took a day trip from Winslow over to Sedona, which we had heard about from family and friends. Very uh, short drive in, beautiful, beautiful drive down into the canyon-like town itself. The town was more of a western Gatlinburg, which packed with folks in a two-mile waiting line to get in there, so we didn't bother to stop inside the town found a much better trip was to the Chapel of the Holy Cross, maybe two to three miles out of town. Overlooked the entire area. Magnificent carving of Christ on the cross that one should not miss. Truly, I'm so glad we did that particular sideline. Of course, the highlight of the entire trip awaited us. And that was the Grand Canyon. I had been out there many years ago with family and Gail had never seen it and I was so delighted to show it to her. 
still made me awestruck when we looked over the rim to see this magnificent wonder of the world. Two days there included a brief hike down Bright Angel Trail, sunset photos, unreal starry skies, and the Milky Way. None of our pictures will do it any justice, but it was just fun sitting and taking it all in. The big glass platform that everybody talks about now that's been constructed since I was there before was really maybe, you know, 30, 40 miles away from the South Rim. $90 a piece, we weren't going to do it anyway. From the canyon, we headed west to Barstow, California. But we had a little extra time, and I had never been in Nevada, so we decided to sidetrack to Hoover Dam and Lake Mead. That was a decent decision, as the dam did not disappoint. We were too late for a tour, but still got some unbelievable pictures of this humongous structure and the crystal blue lake. For you nerdy types who love statistics, the dam was built and dedicated in the mid-1930s, 726 feet high, 1,244 feet along the crest, and was constructed with 4.4 million cubic yards of concrete. Sadly, 100 people died during its construction. Lake Mead itself is 115 miles long, generates hydroelectric power to millions of residents of Arizona and Nevada, and there are over 7 million visitors a year. After going to the dam, it was beginning to get a little bit dark. Barstow, California, awaited us, and we had to stop for gas just inside uh, the California line before getting to Barstow. A huge sticker shock awaited us, $6.49 for a gallon of regular. When we left East Tennessee a few days before, it was $3.09. Following a brief night in Barstow, we began the last leg of the Mother Road on our way to Los Angeles and the Santa Monica Pier. Of course, we'd seen tons of movies and news clips of L.A. and expected the absolute worst of traffic. We were somewhat surprised that, thanks to our GPS Australian guy that we nicknamed Ollie, we avoided the main arteries to the pier. The actual end of 66 is really about one half mile inside L.A. from the Pacific Ocean. We didn't search for it. And the sign showing the official Route 66 ending on Santa Monica Pier was probably the most photographed place on the entire route. A nice young man shot the pictures of us. We spent about three hours strolling the pier, which is maybe half a mile long, filled with vendors eateries, a Ferris wheel and roller coaster. It was really a true carnival. The Pacific surrounded us with beaches full of people. And we even had a great hamburger at the so-called last burger place on 66 as they build themselves. Seeing nothing further we needed in LA, we headed for San Diego. We had been told by many people, family and friends, if you were that close, you had to go. So we did. 
we got gouged one more time at the gas pump for $6.69 a gallon of regular, headed down the Pacific Coast Highway, then Interstate 5 and Interstate 8 to San Diego. We decided to stay two nights just outside the city and did a 10-hour packed tour of the area on the second day. A beautiful short side trip was called Mount Helix, H-E-L-I-X, and it was a short hike to the top of San Diego. You could see the entire city. Folks said we had to go see Old Town, which was a quite interesting historic area of San Diego, taking you back into previous days in, uh, in more of a Wild West concept. We finished up with Balboa Park, which is quite huge, and the Natural History Museum filled with outstanding exhibits from dinosaurs to wild animals and native lives. So much more to do would have taken us at least a week or more. And then, realizing it was time to head home back east, we decided to use Interstate 10 and 20 headed in that direction. After a brief visit with a dear friend in Tucson, Arizona, it was time to put more daily miles behind us. A little bit of different Arizona and New Mexico scenery greeted us on the southern route, still beautiful in its own way. The only state I truly wish we could have avoided was Texas. Flatland, boring, some of the craziest drivers I've ever seen in my life. Especially as we rolled into Fort Worth, Dallas, an area of 6 million people, at 5.30 in the morning to avoid the traffic. Boy, was that a huge mistake. It took us over an hour to pass through those two cities. There were more idiots crisscrossing lanes than I'd ever encountered in my life. We had to drive 75 miles an hour just to stay up. Many of them, truckers included, crisscrossed the lanes uh, at 90 miles an hour. I have driven in 44 of the continental states, major cities like New York, Chicago, Houston, Atlanta, and now LA, and I've never been that frightened on the road. Thanking the good Lord for getting us safely out of Texas, Gail and I vowed to never return. Nothing looked better than the Louisiana state line. We decided to wind up our trip going through Birmingham, Alabama so I could show her where I did my OBGYN residency training 50 years ago. It had changed so much I barely recognized it in the downtown areas where the hospitals were, just tall, tall glass buildings. And as an OBGYN, they had two major centers for women's health care. After we got through Birmingham, we headed north on I-59 to Chattanooga, heading from there back home to Athens. As Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz intone, there's no place like home. We felt so blessed to see the Tennessee Hills slide on back to Athens after this marvelous trip of a lifetime. Total mileage was just over 5,600, and they were really, really worth it. We had seen travel vans, RVs, and met some of the most fantastic people who were living life just like we do, 
the best they could day to day. Now we can honestly recommend to anyone with an adventurous spirit and someone who wants to stay stateside and not go overseas that they take the mother road. Explore the maps. Look at the adventure books. You might not want to do it all, but you can do some beautiful, exciting, memorable places along it that will stick with you for that lifetime. Happy trails to you, and may your journeys be the best ever. And until next time, a quote, Life loves to be taken by the lapels and told, I am with you, kid. Let's go. From none other than the famous Maya Angelou. And the other quote that I enjoyed, no matter how sophisticated you may be, a large granite mountain cannot be denied. It speaks in silence to the very core of your being. From the infamous photographer of all things Western, Ansel Adams. Now, as I say to each and every one of you, thanks for listening. And I hope you have a safe and healthy day. And I'll see you a little further up the Mother Road.